Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. Mysterious Ways is a new film that tells the story of a gay priest in New Zealand and his battle with church authorities over his right to get married in his own church. It stars British actor Richard Short and New Zealander uh, Nick Arfour, who you may remember from the musical The Lion King. To talk about the film and what inspired it is director Paul Oramland. Paul Oramland, really great to talk to you this morning, and we're both um, under the weather, which is a bit, bit disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, indeed, winter. <laughs> um, so we're talking about Mysterious Ways, uh, which is your uh, latest film, uh, a drama. I, I saw it the other day, uh, very impressive. Congratulations, first up. Thank you, thank you. Uh, just tell me about the genesis. How, how did this um, story come about, and then how did you get it into um, a filmic state? To be honest, it was a huge struggle and it had a very long genesis it, it basically it's something you know i mean obviously i, I you know I, I grew up in a religious background and feel strongly and still do that this is one of the areas where you know um, gay people are not respected or validated and i think it, it's it's an issue that i think is is really quite big for a lot of people I knew I wanted it to be a love story, and then I worked on the script. Um, it was always with a Samoan. It's a biracial love story. Um, so I brought Diana Fumana in, and she helped develop it. We went to the New Zealand Film Commission, and they gave us some development money, which was fantastic. And then what happened is it went through, as all films do, you know, a million different drafts, and um we got a bit more money and Harry came in, uh, Harry McNaughton, who came in and also helped work on it. Um, and we ended up with a script which I thought was quite strong. And then the Film Commission decided not to back it, which was a great shame. And we were sort of, you know, heartbroken. Mm, um, yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, and, you know, with, you know, without their help to get the script, we wouldn't have got the script. And I think, you know, they just had too many films. So I'm not, you know, <laughs> have to say no to something, I guess. Um and so we had this wonderful little script, and I, in the meantime, had sort of met up with um, Nari Fuata, who is the producer, mm -hmm. and um, because of its specific sort of backdrop, um, as, as, as obviously Jason's Samoan, um, and Nari loved the script, and she, she works at a company called Sunpix, and they make tons of the Pacifica and um, do a lot of Pacific programming um and she came on board and said look you know um let's just try and make it um and it was very much a labor of love i mean it was made on a complete shoestring um my mum sadly passed away a couple of years back and left me a little bit of money so i put that towards the film nari raised the money from friends family and we just got this you know amazing team of people together who read the script and all agreed to work for you know pittance um i mean you know everyone got paid but it was it was it was made for very little um and then what actually happened was we, we shot it i mean it was shot in 16 days it was in the middle of covid it was just an absolute crazy you know absolutely mad but somehow everybody just gave an amazing incredible effort and you know i'm really proud of what we achieved and during the post-production new zealand on air had a look at it and said look we'll help at the end so they gave us some finishing money, and here we are. So it really is a, um, a labour of love, isn't it? It really was, and I mean, honestly, I you know, everybody. I mean, it was, it was one of the maddest things I've ever done, and yet it was at the same time one of the most enjoyable because everybody was just so committed and passionate. And I think because it was so fast, and because um, 
you know, I, I just had to, as a director, I just had to let everybody trust everybody. And Nairi, and between us, you know, we, we got an amazing team of people. Um, all of had experience, you know, the cameraman was a very experienced cameraman and, you know, the art director was, you know, again, very experienced. But they all just read the script and said, this is a film that we want to make. So tell me about getting uh, Nick Afour and uh, Richard Short uh, as as the obviously the couple, the central couple of the, of the film. Getting those two on board and and what they felt about the story. I mean, again, it was just very much on the basis of the script. Um, Richard was somebody that Diana had met um, abroad and said, "Look, he's a really good actor." Um, and obviously, one of the difficulties with all this is, you know, to to get money, you need stars. Um, and I gave the script to Richard, and Richard loved it and said, look, I'd love to play the role. Um, but also, you know, if you get more money and you need to get a big star, then, you know, when the film commission pulled out, I went back to him, and he just said, look, I'll, I'll, you know, you get me to New Zealand, I'll do it. That's generous. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, he, he absolutely, you know, he's a very experienced actor. I mean, he's not a star, but he's done a lot of, you know, he, he's got a really solid CV of... And, and again, I knew he'd be good because um, just partly on the recommendation of Diana, but also just looking at his CV, he done a lot of, you know, theatre stuff in the UK and, you know, a lot of solid television uh, roles. Obviously, we talked on Zoom and everything like that. Um, and uh, Nick was um, just, again, same thing, was just absolutely amazing. And, you know, and, and look, throughout the whole thing, it you know, some of the issues, I mean, Nick read the script and said, look, you know, this is something I want to, you know, if, and, and again, you know, we, we met up, Nick was, is being a singer. He was a very successful singer. He was in the um, UK West End. He played Simba, I think, in Lion King. Yeah. And here in New Zealand too. Yep. That's right. Yeah. But he was such a lovely guy and was just so committed and just said, look, this is something, you know, he, he knew it from personal experience, the pain. I mean, obviously, you know, being gay in, in, in the Pacific community can be very taboo. And, um, I mean, and again, this just kept coming up. I mean, Maureen, who plays aunt, the aunt, she she's a devout Mormon. And, you know, she read the script and she said, look, you know, this is controversial, but it's got truth in it and I want to commit to it. And that was very much, it just kept coming up all the time. Um, and, and Nick was just amazing. I mean, you know, he thrown in in the deep end um we had 16 days to do it i mean we did a screen screen test and he was just fantastic i mean he's got an amazing presence and talent and just one of the most lovely guys i've ever worked with so in terms of uh of nick and richard how did you kind of direct them in terms of creating a relationship on screen um look at it um, in a way, they found the truth of the story. I think we relied very much on the script. Um, it was very fast. They got on. They they met, um, you know, obviously we, we, they met through Zoom initially. But they bonded um, themselves very much. I mean, I think um, Rich, uh, Nick took Richard off to see some uh, rugby and things like that, which was all quite fun. I can't remember the game they saw. but um, And I, they really got on as people. Um, and I think I just let that, you know, flow, to be honest. Mm. Um, it, it was funny, I, I was um, observing Richard's performance as the priest. He, he's certainly not a shrinking violet. He talks um, openly on 
on radio and, and eventually in television in the film about being gay and um, why marriage is important, etc. Um, but he was actually quite a stoic character. I've known a lot of um, gay priests over, over the years and uh, he was the most stoic I've ever seen <laughs> in terms of that. Was was that something you um, that, that just kind of grew or was it something that if you felt was important um, or he felt was important for that role? Um, look, I, I think we, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, the issues we talked around, the, you know, the yes, but again, relying very much, you know, springing from the script. But a lot of the time he found personal things within, I mean, a lot of the scenes were quite, I mean, all of it, again, we were working very, very fast, but um, he, I mean, when he cried, it was real. We never used, you know, it just, it just came on and, and he relied on personal experience. It was very interesting. One of the scenes um, in the graveyard, um, you know, he, he, we, we talked after, I said, look, that was really good. And he said, I mean, and I've got to be a little bit careful here. I'm sure he won't mind, but um, a very close relative of his had committed suicide um and that had you know that was a huge thing in his life and he drew on that um so i think um in both cases they they relied on personal experience to bring it to life mm, yeah yeah one of the things that um surprises me i guess you know i, I was coming out in the mid 80s during homosexual law reform where there was a lot of um religious bigotry let's let's put it that way um, I then hosted a queer television from a show from the late 90s to the um, early 2000s. The, the, the reason I brought that up is that, you know, we're, we're talking about a 40-year period here. And it shocks me that in New Zealand, the themes of this film are still relevant. They're still going on, the, the, the bigotry, particularly with a religious kind of setting, in a religious setting. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And everything in the film is accurate in terms of, I mean, the vast bulk of the Christian, you know, faiths do not, they they all see it as a sin. They see being gay as a sin, which is, you know, not, not particularly, doesn't do a lot for one's self-esteem or, you know, hmm. um, if you, you've been told you're a sinner the whole time. I mean, um, it, I mean, I, you know, I cannot, and I, you know, I, this is the thing that, I mean, you just see people still, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, I grew up here. I mean, we're talking slightly more than 40 years ago. And, you know, the issues are still the same. And I still see people, you know, I keep meeting young gay men, and particularly, as I said, Pacific, but not just, but who, you know, are going to church on Sunday and got girlfriends and, you know, meeting mm. them on Grindr. Yeah. And and then when you you know when you talk it is absolutely this the sort of sense of well you know don't let the family down and decide God doesn't approve. Yeah, it, it, it's surprising though, isn't it? Particularly when you know of, of our generation, what what we've been through and the changes that we've seen in in uh, in our lives. Both uh, you've spent a lot of time in the UK, massive changes there towards homosexuality. The same in New Zealand. There is, you know. I would I mean, say the that, bulk of the population are very supportive, but there are still this this really conservative element. Well, absolutely. I mean, the UK are even worse than here in the sense that in the UK they're not they've just got round to possibly allowing blessings. I mean, you know, I was speaking to in research, I was talking to a vicar over there, and he said, you know, we can we can um, bless a, a nuclear submarine, but we can't bless mm. a gay marriage. Yes, yes. You know, and yeah. and I, I mean, honestly. 
you know, and let's not even start to talk about America. Mm. <laughs> um, and and what's interesting is, I mean, I, I was reading a survey that um, over half, this is quite a recent survey, over half Australian young gay people had struggled over issues around faith and their sexuality, over half the gay young people. Um, so, you know, that, I mean, you know, I think it's, it's, it, it's a you know it's a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and incredibly sad and tra and tragic in, in many respects as well. Yeah, and 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 yet you know the interesting thing is you know it doesn't have to be that way. And I mean you can, I mean we, we I mean on the other side of things, you know St Matthews in the city have a wonderfully supportive community there. Mm -hmm. um, St Luke's where we sh shot the film Claire the vicar was just the most supportive and. They also have a you know fantastically uh, some, you know a rainbow aspect mm. or you know support, um, and and in fact she talked to the bishop and said, look, is it okay to have a drag act in the church? And he said, well, is the is, is the script truthful and good? And she said, yes, it is. And he said, fine. Mm. So, he, he, I mean, and for me, you know, I think community is so important, and whether it's a church community or a gay community, and. And I've seen when it can work. I mean, I've seen, you know, churches being wonderfully supportive. Mm. Um, and, you know, um, whether, I mean, I'm personally, you know, I call myself a spiritual atheist if such a thing can exist. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think it's an area which is why I wanted to make the film. I think it's an area that really needs further, you know, it's it's one of those areas where, we haven't made progress in the way that we should. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I imagine it'll be quite interesting to see how, uh, when the film goes into general release, what kind of reactions it gets, particularly from those communities, because um, the, the you know the messages in it are pretty clear. Yes, and and you know the Anglicans are. We we went for the Anglicans because they're on the cusp. They're being torn apart over this issue as as we speak. But you look at some of the other, you know, the other faith Methodists and Presbyterians, and you know, let alone all the Evangelicals and the Destiny Church. And... Yeah, let's <laughs> not even go there. Yeah, um, you know, and and that's it's sad. It's really sad, and you know, it, yeah. And yet, um, while there is sadness in the film, it is not a sad film. No, it, I mean, I, you know, and I. I I'm 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 really I can't believe what we managed. I'm really proud of it in the sense that, um, I mean, you watched it, and I mean, and I've, we've done some test screenings. I mean, it goes out, you know, in the Rialto next next week on the 17th, I think. Um, but we did test screenings, and I saw people cry, mm. which was just amazing, you know, mm. and 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 a very broad range of people, not just gay people, but just a broad range of people. Um, and I love what Joe did as Billy, you know, um, that, that was a real sort of surprise because, again, it was just, you know, um, it was complete chaos and madness and he caught COVID. Um, he was due to come up a week before we were to start filming to do all the, you know, get the, the costumes done and do rehearsal and everything, and he got COVID. So at one point I wasn't sure, you know, it was just, I mean, and we had to redo the schedule and he literally got clear the day before he was due on set. So I'd never I'd never met Billy till the day he arrived on set. It was you know and he and you know he, he straight out of Toy Fakari in Wellington, 
um, and they must be doing something right there because he just found a wonder. I mean, I, I don't know if he liked it, but I love the performance he did as Billy. And just to clarify, so uh, Nick Afua's character, uh, Billy, was his nephew. That's right. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, so w- what's next for you after this film? Um, look, I, being honest, I started work on I, I swore I'd never do another script. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I started work on something completely different. Um, it's a biopic of Michael, uh, Michael Joseph Savage. Oh, wow. The, um, the New Zealand Prime Minister, mm-hmm. and I, I have no idea whether it's ever going to go anywhere. <laughs> but um, his story is amazing, and it's it's a real challenge and something completely different. So I've just started quietly working on that. That was Paul Oramland talking about his new film, Mysterious Ways, which opens in New Zealand cinemas on the 17th of August 2023. Now, on my website, you'll find plenty of interviews, reviews and lots of my opinion. I cover the arts and entertainment industry and the LGBTQ communities. All of that on andrewwhiteside.com. While there, you can sign up for my regular newsletters. And if you want to support my journalism, you can do so by buying me a coffee. Links to that also on the website. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you soon.